Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. This one's called Andrews in Power. Why so bad? Why so bad? The story begins with Something you may have heard of that's in the news this week. Uh, Matt Gates, Oh, yeah. A uh, Florida, Florida congressperson who, well, let's just say he has a few peccadilloes. <laughs> There's allegations that he's been sex trafficking a 17-year-old girl across state lines, which would be a felony, mm-hmm. and have mandatory jail sentence time on it. There's also allegations that he was apparently showing, like, porno to other house members on the floor of the house. Yeah, he was on his phone. had some, like, nude photos of women he allegedly was sleeping with. Yeah, and he was he like, was, hey, check out her gazungas to, like, know, some other house member. And I'm sure the other the, house member. On the house floor. Yeah, was like, this isn't the time nor the place, no. Matt. You were elected. You you were elected to represent people and be a congressperson, not show your smut. Yeah, like it's not that you can't ever do that if you're a congressperson. It's just that's not where you're allowed to do it. Yeah, I don't don't know. And it's so crazy and gross. And then a bunch of his uh, aides, people that work under him, have been quitting and resigning under the scandal. Yeah. Um. There's been another congressperson who's connected to it. I will tell you that. I have hated Matt Gates. Oh yeah, since the very first time I saw him on television. Me too. When he would open his mouth. Well, I'm since I like, saw he is schmarmy, slimy, mm-hmm. disgusting, and that's aside from the recent allegations. Yeah. he's just gross. You know, when I first started hating him, hmm. when I saw that little R beside his name, oh. that was when <laughs> that was when I realized he was an idiot. But <laughs> doom, take that Republicans. Yeah. So. The the thing that's interesting about it though is that it's it's gotten a lot of media coverage and it's kind of covered up another thing that happened um in the news recently with a guy named Andrew who fits mm-hmm. the the theme of this episode. Right. Because you're talk probably like, here. we're gonna talk about Andrews, why are we talking about Matt? <laughs> because Matt Gates somehow the, the timing worked out where his whole thing has overshadowed Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, the Andrew Cuomo scandal. Which was in the news for the week before. Right. And it's not in the news really that much anymore because the Matt Gates thing is so much more egregious. Yeah. But as it turns out, I've been doing some listening to some different shows and people were talking about uh, Andrew Cuomo and I get the vibe that people, some people haven't liked him from the beginning. For sure, yeah. And what's weird is us being Southerners, I didn't know anything about him until COVID really. Right, yeah, because he came on the scene during Mm -hmm. COVID, during the pandemic, with his daily televised briefings. I think all I knew before that was that he had a brother on CNN. (laughs) That was all I knew. Yeah, well, so Andrew Cuomo is the 56th governor of New York, and he's been the governor since 2011, and he's a Democrat, He's been governor since 2011? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. For a pretty long time. Yeah, so he's been there for a minute. And it's in his blood because his dad was the governor of New York from 1983 to 1994. Okay. Mario Cuomo. And Andrew served as like his campaign manager. For okay. his dad when he was running and then... Yeah, so it's all in the family. They're just the... Yeah, it's like genetic or they're something. They're an accomplishing family. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I it's understand. it's genetic or something. Also, Andrew served under the Clinton administration. Okay. Back in the 90s. He was the HUD secretary for Billy. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And right before he was elected governor, he was the attorney general. 
for New York. Okay, so he's a lawyer. I kind of got that vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's an attorney. You and I kind of came to be aware of him during the pandemic time because he was the one on television constantly. And I personally just found him to be kind of comforting. Yeah, he won an Emmy for that, right? Yeah, he won an Emmy. Uh And I found him to be comforting during that time because he was one of the few people who was taking to television who wasn't Trump yeah, and who was acknowledging science and uh-huh. seemed to be supporting what we knew factually. And he had this whole vibe of being in control, which yeah. I think was refreshing it because like we he didn't really, have that anywhere yes, else. Yeah, it seemed like he really cared about the people of New York and wanted mm-hmm. to keep them safe. So when I was watching these briefings, I just kind of came to really like him. I did too. I thought I did. (laughs) And I think a lot of people probably did. It wasn't that I didn't like my own governor. I do. But he wasn't on television every day. <laughs> like nationally too. It was, yeah, it was broadcast these were everywhere. nationally televised briefings. Mm-hmm. And and it was during a time in which everything was so scary and uncertain. And here was this sort of like voice of reason and supporting science and and it seemed like he had a plan, and it was like, okay, can this guy just be in charge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because what we had in charge at the time was complete and total orange garbage. Yeah, it was the orange tyrant. Yeah. Little did we know that Cuomo apparently was not exactly the bee's knees. Yeah, that's what I'm finding um, out. Yeah, so as of the end of March of, of 2021 this year, he's had 10 women come forward and make, I guess, allegations uh, about sexual misconduct or sexual harassment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And as I said in a previous episode, I believe him. And the thing is, is like, that didn't just come from nowhere. As it turns out, um, Andrew has been kind of wrapped up in various scandals through, (laughs) through the years, not necessarily like sexual misconduct related but just kind of scandalous in Mm -hmm. general like local new york stuff yeah stuff that like you probably wouldn't know yeah that's what i'm learning yeah if you didn't live in Mm -hmm. new york for example when he was first elected governor of new york he renewed an existing executive order prohibiting new york governors from receiving donations from people they appointed to various state positions Mm -hmm. on the surface that sounds good but An investigation by the New York Times revealed that the Cuomo administration had, quote, reinterpreted (laughs) the order Uh and that Cuomo had collected $890,000 from 24 of his appointees, Mm -hmm. plus $1.3 million from the spouses, children, and businesses of those appointees. Yeah. See, he's real pushy. That's the vibe I get. He's he's a real pushy guy. But he's a Yankee, so it's like... Is it pushy or just Yankee? Well, I'm getting the vibe that he's so pushy, he can push you into breaking the law for him, and he did. Yeah, so there's that. So he was taking money from appointees, Uh allegedly. Yeah. Then there was also some question about how he handled some federal funding during the Hurricane Sandy disaster relief. Yeah, I remember that. Apparently, he opted to spend like $40 or something on like television commercials about like please visit New York as like an effort to regenerate the economy afterwards. And there was Uh a lot of criticism about that of like, why didn't you use that money to actually help the people in New York? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Then in 2016, his best friend, or as he would put it, his brother from another mother 
Joseph Percoco was indicted as part of a bribery investigation Ah. into the Buffalo Billion, Mm. which I'd never heard of. And the Buffalo Billion is Cuomo's revitalization project in Buffalo, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, where he used state grants and tax breaks to improve industry and infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the biggest undertakings in the New York area in the whole state, actually, and is site of, I think, the Western Hemisphere's largest solar panel production industry. Huh. And that was by design. Yeah, that's cool. And that part of things, the solar panels, there was some involvement with Tesla, like Tesla basically stepped in and took over the operations of this. So yeah, so there's like this, it's Buffalo in New York, like the snow place. That's just got me imagining a meeting between (laughs) Elon Musk and Andrew Cuomo and how weird of a meeting that would be. And so they're making these solar panels there, but it's per Tesla design. Yeah. And unfortunately, the design Uh is not the greatest. Yeah, they don't, yeah, I could see that's what, what I was getting at. Yeah. So... That's a thing. And yeah, so, I could imagine so them butting heads, as let's say. So there's scandal revolving around this friend of his who apparently yeah. there was some bribery involved mm-hmm. in this. And then also just this like facility manufacturing these solar panels that are designed to be like an integral part of a roof. Yeah. Like not just sit on the roof like you would think but be of. Part of the but foundation. be part of the roof. Okay. And that's kind of unusual. Mm. It's a Tesla thing. Yeah. And they didn't sell very many of them. Yeah. Because people found them to be cumbersome yeah. and difficult. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's Elon type thinking. It would be the right move if you started from that, but no one ever does. That's right. that's his whole thing. Right. So Cuomo has been kind of involved in a few different sort of like questionable things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the allegations from the women being the most severe or most likely to get him into actual like legal trouble. These other things were more people just questioning or alluding to a connection, but not necessarily enough evidence to prove that he had direct involvement. Right. I've heard from a few journalists that they've interviewed from the New York Times and stuff that he's had a reputation for being extraordinarily pushy and thinking he's an exception to rules and And that type of personality. Because... His father was the governor for right. so long, over a decade. Right. So you have to think like the he, privilege is just like yeah, shoved into him. He, he doesn't he can't know help any being so different. Privileged. Like yeah, he it was it, he was bo- baby he was born that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get that kind of vibe from him. Yeah, and I guess from what I read, his dad was not just the governor. His dad was like basically really liked, mm-hmm. like universally mario cuomo was i think up there they say mario was really popular <laughs> mario and i think they say mario oh well sometimes they say mario <laughs> up there it's a yankee thing i guess i don't know is any, any yankees listen yeah, to us yeah i doubt it are we way off on this yeah but if you are a yankee listen let us know how do you say mario <laughs> yeah and so the cuomo situation these current allegations it's sort of in limbo he has issued an apology yeah but I don't know what's going to come of of these or if he's going to resign or if there will be any kind of charges. But he's not the only Andrew to have some <laughs> no. some uh, sexual misconduct related allegations and problems and scandals. Yeah, scandalous uh, with sexual allegations is a theme here because if yep. you remember 
when Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, was on television and he won an Emmy for his performance on television about COVID. Well, if there was an opposite Emmy, like an award for being the worst on television <laughs> anyone's ever seen, I think it would go to our next Andrew, which is Prince Andrew, the Duke of York. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> he did what was perhaps the worst television interview and looked the most like a liar I've ever seen anybody ever do. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar, this was during, um, this was a November 16th, 2019. The BBC aired an interview where uh, one of their journalists, uh, Emily Maitlis, is interviewing Prince Andrew about his connections with Jeffrey Epstein. Right. It was shortly after Epstein had killed himself. <laughs> doing some air quotes. Killed himself. In jail. Uh-huh. When the guards just weren't paying attention as mm-hmm. they do, I guess, in prison. What a coincidence. Uh-huh. And... He needed, I mean, Andrew, he had to come out and say something. There was just, the the tabloids were going crazy. And so he thought it would be pertinent to go on to the BBC and to do an interview and to try to clear his name. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it is a disaster. It's an anti-Emmy. It... I've watched it. It's an anti-Emmy. I've watched it probably four times just because of the body language alone, how much of a liar this guy is. Yeah. So he thought so he thought it would be a good idea Mm -hmm. to sit down with the BBC to discuss his Mm -hmm. relationship, friendship, history with Jeffrey Epstein Mm -hmm. to clear his name. Yeah, and it's terrible. And I would like to go through (laughs) it a little bit. It went a little something, a little something like this. He started off with like just immediately within three minutes of the interview, you notice he's stuttering like crazy. So he's I I I went to and it was not it's not that we were it's not that we were we we were that close of friends. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh man, dude, we are a minute in here, and and you he have... presumably doesn't have a stutter. No, otherwise. he doesn't usually. <laughs> and he's already just. Like, he comes right out of the gate with defensiveness and saying, like, he didn't, he really wasn't that close with Epstein. About the three-minute mark, this is a quote, he says, he says, I didn't go in looking for the wrong thing, if you understand. I'm an engaging person. I want to find out. I want to learn. Which... What are you talking about? Are you so he's already saying like I wasn't looking for underage girls. I wanted to like learn. I was just there to learn. It seemed like school. Yeah, and he was like I, I was basic. I was in the navy. I didn't know anything about the world. And you know he was this billionaire and he had all these people. Uh huh. And so sure, his, dude. His whole thing is like yeah, he was valuable to me, and I didn't know about the world, and that's why I was with him. Not because of not because of underage girls, which immediately is suspect because it's like dude, you're the Duke of York. You are the prince. Uh-huh. You don't need Jeffrey. Epstein to tell you about the world. Yeah, like, what right. What the fuck kind of an? So that's three minutes in, and we're already at it's a disaster, just yeah. an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> then Emily asks Andrew about Epstein being invited to Windsor Castle, and he insists it was not on the invitation of the royal family. He was like, "No, I invited Ghislaine, and Jeffrey was her plus one, uh-huh. and, and and it wasn't the royal family. It was my invitation." So he's he's also. Trying to clearly take the blame off of the royal family. That's well, like the f- yeah, because they're probably going. You have to say something, right. or they think we're all involved. They think the queen's out here diddling children. Mm-hmm. So they immediately, he's immediately putting it on himself, trying to trying to quarantine the rest of the family, and then also deny, which is just not a good look. You can't, especially when you're completely full of shit, right? And you you're lying the whole time. Exactly. You can't be lying and put it all on yourself, and then also deny everything mm. then it comes off making everyone covered in shit which is what happened <laughs> everyone was covered in shit and then this is the hardest question of the whole thing because emily this is where emily maitlis is a beast because she looks right at him and she says 
In 2006, in May, an arrest warrant was issued for Epstein for sexual assault of a minor. In July, he was invited to Windsor Castle for your daughter, Princess Beatrice's 18th birthday. Why would you do that? Which is just a brutal question. I mean, like, ugh. He'd just been, he had a warrant for his arrest for sexual assault. He gets, he goes to jail. He gets out of jail. And the first, you invite him to your daughter's 18th birthday at the castle? Mm Mm-hmm. Dirty and his. What does what does Andrew say? B- because b- because because I was I was asking Ghislaine, but at the time I was I wasn't at the time of the invitation I was aware I wasn't aware of what was happening in the United States. And then at this point he starts shaking his head no, like like he looks like a metronome. He's now shaking his head no as fast as he can. He's stuttering like a beast, and he's got this accent. It's just now just evolved into just a disaster. I mean, it's always was a disaster, but the uh-huh. interview just keeps getting worse. And at this point. His stuttering and everything gets worse. Mm-hmm. So from this moment on, like 12, 14 minutes into the interview, he's just now just- He's just a blubbering mess. A blubbering mess. And <laughs> and that was with that brutal question is kind of what started it. And then she says, well, in 2008, Epstein was convicted for soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution. He was jailed. This was your friend. How did you feel about it? And he says, well, I ceased contact with him after I learned. That's it. No contact. Which we know isn't true. That's There's a true. photograph. Yeah. Right. So he, boom, lies right there. I don't know why. And then by 2010, he was released and you went to stay with him. This is where Andrew insists that he he went to stay with him to tell him he'll never see him again. <laughs> I know that when I'm breaking up with uh-huh. my friends, I make sure to, to uh-huh. stay at their house with them. To tell them, mm-hmm. listen, I can't be friends with you he said, anymore. I have to go break up with him in person. I have to do it. And he said his reason is because he's not a chicken, and he really had to do it in person. And that's where the infamous—they <laughs> they were photographed mm-hmm. walking in Central Park mm-hmm. in 2010, skipping hand in hand. <laughs> and the p- photo comes out, and everyone's like, "Dude, he just got out of jail for procuring and soliciting a minor for sex, and you felt the need to fly there, stay with them, and go for a chipper walk in the park." And your logic is because you were breaking up with him. He also, I think, said something along the lines of he stayed with him because he wasn't sure where else to stay. Mm-hmm. In New York City. Because in New York City, <laughs> he's the he's a prince. Uh huh. You telling me he doesn't mm-hmm. have connections that he could stay? anywhere mm-hmm. else in New York. Yeah. And then in December of, 29, of 2010, so this is even after this, mm-hmm. he was invited to a dinner with Epstein as the guest of honor. Mm-hmm. The party was for Epstein's release. Andrew's like, no, there wasn't a party for that. It wasn't even a party. There was like 12 people there. Like he just tries to downplay <laughs> the whole thing like it wasn't a party. It was a gathering yeah. of just solemn And he dismissed, he's people. like, if you want to call it a party, I guess it, I, guess, I guess you could, yes. But mm-hmm. it was, and, and he's like leaning back trying to get out of the room. <laughs> you know, he's just thinking like, please let this end. Oh, I want to run away. He's getting annihilated at this point. And so... He said it was a convenient place to stay, and at the time, he thought it was the honorable and right thing to do to stay mm-hmm. there and tell Jeffrey. Right. And he was like, if there's anything I'm guilty of, it's being too honorable. Which- but it was convenient yeah, to stay with convenient. him, you lying piece of shit. Uh-huh. And then big lies start happening. So she starts bringing up, like, people have said, 
you know, there were hundreds of young girls going. You couldn't be at his house for days and not have seen it. And he's like, oh, well, well, his house was like a railway station. There was people coming and going all the time. And he uses kind of, this is where he gets that affluenza defense where he's like, I'm so fucking fancy. I don't notice uh-huh. people. And she's like, but if there was a bunch of underage girls just running around the palace, like you would notice. You're going to notice that. And he was dude. like, well, well, yes, right. Uh, and it's like, well, then what are you trying to do? This weird uh, defense of being fancy. He kind of like, I was there, but my eyes were closed mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole time. And so he's like, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't notice, which they're, she, then the funniest moment of the whole thing happens because she says, this author, John Brockman, saw you getting a foot massage at Jeffrey's house from a young Russian girl. And his eyes get huge, and he scooches way back in his chair like he's trying to escape from her, and it starts sweating profusely and just looking (laughs) like a deer in headlights. And he just goes, no, didn't happen. Like he, his tone couldn't have been any more different from the rest of the interview at that point. So it's like, oh boy, she's got him there. And then he's like, I don't know this John Brockman guy, which is probably also a lie. Of course it is. Then, you know, she asks him if he regrets being friends with Jeffrey. And he says, no, because of all the people I met through Jeffrey, which. Is that the underage girls? Right. All the like, people? why would you say that? Oh. Then he starts stuttering even more. So I know I brought this up a lot, but it literally does ramp up this entire time. And by by this point, it starts with just a couple of stutters. mm -hmm. To the by the end, it's just full blown. He's Mm -hmm. fumbling and stumbling. Because now we get to the 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 real meat of the accusations. One of his victims says, you know, like she had sex with them. She went to a, a. club and they and everything and this is where he brings in the pizza defense i call it the pizza defense he's like it's like four years ago but he's like no didn't couldn't have happened that day i was eating pizza at the pizza express in woking which is a city in england uh-huh. and he's they're like how the, how do you remember yeah, how that do you remember thing? that and allegedly mm-hmm. but you don't remember seeing hundreds of young girls coming mm-hmm. and going from epstein's house well, apparently he remembers it because it's so rare of him. This is that affluence defense. He's so fancy to go to a Pizza Express in Woking is just such a stick out memory. Oh, he would right, never do something so that's plebeian, so plebeian, right? <laughs> like, Which it doesn't pizza? look good at all. Ugh. Yeah. And then she's like, "Well, the girl said you were at this nightclub and you sweat profusely." And then this is the sweat defense. So he goes, "That's impossible." At the time, I didn't sweat. <laughs> Because I was in the Navy, and I was in the Falklands War, and I got shot at, and it dumped, I had an adrenaline overdose. I'm not making, this is what he says. And that means I can't sweat, but I can now, it's fixed now. It's only been recently that I can sweat again. So during that time when I allegedly was sweaty with Mm -hmm. young girls, Mm -hmm. I wasn't sweating. I had this medical condition. It obviously didn't happen, because (laughs) I couldn't sweat in that point in time. Uh But since then... Miracles happen, mm-hmm. and now I can sweat. Now I can't sweat, and that's therapy. why he was sweating during this interview. Right, exactly, <laughs> he's tied it all up, and it's the most. Oh God, and he's shaking his head no when he's saying yes, and like, vice versa. That's amazing. Like what? What kind of narcissism do you have to have? Like how much do you have to have to genuinely think you can sit there with a highly skilled uh-huh. BBC journalist and just lie and talk your way out of some terrible things? He couldn't. It went really and it, bad. And it went so bad. Yeah. Now they brought out the photograph of him with the lady, Virginia Roberts. 
And Andrew's like, I don't even know if that's a real photograph. He basically says that that photo photo was fake. Then he kind of tries to say that, like, you know, if you're a man, sex is like a positive act. And so there's no way he would forget it, which aside from being misogynist and kind of wrong, like it was all over the place bad. Mm -hmm. It was a thorny thing. And then he just sort of. Says he was shocked about his death. Shocked about Epstein's death. About Epstein's death. And that he was sure it was a suicide because that's what the coroner said, which is sure. funny. And then <laughs> and then Emily hammers him with this, like, she's like, if Virginia's watching, if this Virginia Roberts, this girl that you're saying is faked in the photo, and she's saying you had she had sex with you and it's not, like, if she's watching, what would you say to her? And he says, I, 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 I don't have a message with her. I, I have to have a thick skin, you know? The fuck does that mean? What, what that the fuck does mean? that mean? He, I don't know. His brain just couldn't handle it. Yeah, his it. brain just shut the fuck down yeah. is what happened. And he he essentially just sort of denies everything. And the interview sort of tapers down as he tries to get them off topic as much as he can. He starts talking about his charities and shit. And mm-hmm. she just sort of goes, okay, well, we're done Anyway, here. we're done here. So it, it, it ends up, and it's it was one of the most unmitigated disasters on all of television. So our third Andrew in power, (laughs) yeah, bad Andrew. Why so bad? (laughs) Why so bad in power would be my pick, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. he was the seventh president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And prior to his presidency, he was a general in the U.S. Army. Mm Mm-hmm. He was so he was super. Let's go to war. Yeah, he was a military. (laughs) Let's conquer and and Mm -hmm. and. And destroy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's lay waste to our enemies. And in my opinion, and probably in the opinion of many others, the most um, egregious part of Jackson's legacy was the signing of the 1830 Indian Removal Act. Yeah. Which forcibly removed 100,000 Native Americans from their land in the Southeast to the West. Yeah. And um, included the Cherokee, mm-hmm. Choctaw, Seminoles, a whole slew of different tribes in and around the Southeast were marched by foot from where they lived to basically what is now considered Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And that uh, journey is known as the Trail of Tears. Yeah, I'd say that's got to be the worst part of his whole thing. Like, I don't know how you beat that on a scale of horribleness. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, these folks, this is a thousand miles that they had to walk. Yeah. Many of them suffered from exposure. And they had to just, like, carry everything. They didn't have shoes. That's all, yeah. We're talking about the dead of winter walking across the Midwest. Uh Uh-huh. So folks died. They got sick from diseases. I can't even imagine it. Starvation. Yeah. Kids, old people, everything in between. Um, And they were forced out in the name of expansion. Yeah. Because their removal freed up around 25 million acres of of land for white people to settle onto. And in the case of the Cherokee, why they were targeted was more about gold. Hmm. They found uh, some gold (laughs) in these here hills. Uh Uh, More specifically, northeast Georgia. Um, Some gold mining uncovered some, some value. Yeah. And so the Cherokee were rounded up and removed along with others. You know what's interesting? One might even call it an America first policy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of the Cherokee were successful in evading removal. 
by the mm-hmm. federal government. Yeah. Some of them literally hid out in the hills, in, in the mountains of western North Carolina, and were able to avoid getting taken away. Yeah. And those who remained are what we now know as the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. Yeah. So when you visit Western North Carolina, there is a Cherokee reservation, and that's where the descendants of those folks stay. Mm -hmm. And every year, every summer, this group puts on a production. It's an outdoor historical drama called Unto These Hills, and it's basically a retelling of the events surrounding before, during, and after the Trail of Tears and their their removal. That's really cool. I got to see that. Have you ever seen it? I have. I've seen it a couple of times. Really? It's very compelling. I bet. Um, they go into the history of Sequoia oh, and wow. the Cherokee language, That's the origins, cool. and also the the actual like fighting that they did they fought yeah. they fought hard to try to save their land wow. and their people and it's 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 really well done once this stupid coronavirus highly, is over i yeah, want to go see that highly recommend checking it out and it's outdoors mm-hmm. yeah. too so you're sitting in this giant pit that sounds cool. in the mountains watching these folks tell you a story about what happened to them maybe after covid we'll go do that and we'll do an episode about it that'd be cool yeah i'm game for it so that I think would make Andrew Jackson yeah. <laughs> one of the shitty shitbirds yes. Andrews in power. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. he has a well deserved third place on our list. Uh huh. Well, our seventh terrible president, Andrew Jackson, leads me into our 17th president, who was also terrible and mm-hmm. named Andrew Johnson. <laughs> Oh, what do you know? Another Andrew. Another Andrew in power who was terrible. It's weird. It's it's like there's a pattern. Mm-hmm. So this guy was our 17th president. He was born in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh-huh. and had no education whatsoever, just never went to school. He became a governor and in Tennessee, actually. He moved to Tennessee and became governor in Tennessee, and then eventually a congressperson. And then eventually, when the, Lincoln was looking for a vice president, he needed to pick someone from the opposite party to kind of... Right, because yeah, because back then you your running mate or your mm-hmm. whatever vice yeah. president was the opposite party from yeah. from your party. And what was going on at the time was all the southern states had been seceding and everything, and there was only one sitting senator that was remained with his uh, with the union, mm-hmm. but but was a senator from a state that had seceded, and it was it was Andrew Johnson. So basically. Lincoln had no choice. Yeah, and so he picked him as VP. And, he was looking around going, mm-hmm. oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> this and, guy, he can't read. Yeah, but he was a Democrat, and that's what he needed. Because at the time, <laughs> Democrats and Republicans were kind of reversed. Uh-huh. That uh, flip-flop. Yeah, so he picks him. And then, as we all know, Abraham Lincoln gets assassinated. And very, when your president gets killed, guess what? Your yeah. vice president becomes the leader. Uh-huh. And so he became the 17th president. It served from 1865 to 1869. He was the president during Reconstruction. So the Civil War had ended. Lincoln had gotten shot. He becomes the president. And he basically allows all the Jim Crow laws uh, to, to pass. The, all the black codes to deny anything yeah, anything to freed slaves. He's like, if we can't own these people, mm-hmm. then we're going to do as much as we possibly can to keep them in their place and keep them down where they belong. Right. And he kept encouraging them and getting them passed everywhere. The Senate kept putting up bills to try to stop him from being able to do it and declare it as unconstitutional. 
unconstitutional, and he vetoed all of them just repeatedly. So, so the Senate was going head to head against mm-hmm. President Johnson, mm-hmm. and Johnson was like, "Fuck you! I'm vetoing everything. I'm going to be a racist piece of shit whether mm-hmm. you like it or not." And he had slaves that he didn't want to give up, and that was that was part of it too. Mm. So. He had a bad rap, and so he decides that he's going to do a national PR tour to try to rehabilitate his image. (laughs) Does not go well. (laughs) He starts trying to fire all his cabinet members, and like they're 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 causing a ruckus. So he's like, "I'm going to go do this thing. It's called the swing around the circle." And his plan was to start in the south, go up through the Midwest, all the way towards the west, up to the north. Like East, across, like, and then back down Minnesota to the south. And all yeah, that. do okay. a big circle, swing around the circle, is what he called it. Okay. And it was this big PR tour he was going to do. And at first, it went kind of okay when he was in the south. But as he started getting. Well, yeah, the- he could drop in bombs mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and the southerners were like, damn right. Yeah. And as he made it to the Midwest, uh, he started, more and more hecklers started showing up. And he started kind <laughs> of getting into it with the hecklers. Oh, no, he was arguing with them. Yeah. And they would say, hang, you know, whoever. And he'd say, why don't you hang the uh, abolitionist? You know, and it would mm-hmm. it would go back and forth. And at, at the end of one of them, he would perform so badly. One of the reporters asked him to like, like, hey, dude, like you should try to maintain your dignity and he You're said making a fool of yourself sir he said i don't care about my dignity <laughs> which it was a quote that ended ended up being attributed to him a lot so there's a ton of political cartoons mm-hmm. showing him saying i don't care about my dignity and then doing something ridiculous yeah you can't declare that and then not expect people to it's troll gonna, you it's gonna come back mm-hmm. sir even even in the 1800s yes <laughs> this is gonna come back to haunt and you and he got memed all the shit in the newspapers <laughs> times hadn't really changed that much <laughs> That's great. He kept comparing himself to Jesus and saying the radical Republicans had like betrayed him, which mm-hmm. people found really gauche because it was like you're, you're the president, you're, you're not you're not Jesus. Jesus, man. Yeah, that that really rubbed people the wrong way. And he would say he wasn't a tyrant, and then people would be like, "No one ever said you were a tyrant." Like <laughs> it's weird that you'd be get defensive That's about interesting. that. Interesting. It's almost like he's going out and saying this is a witch hunt, right? Isn't that interesting? Wow, it sounds familiar. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It all sounds very familiar. Then the next night after the whole not being a tyrant thing and everyone being confused about that, he went to Indianapolis and the crowd was so loud that he never even got a chance to speak at all. Loud and against him? Booing him. Booing oh, him wow. and hissing him and booing him. <laughs> he never even got to go talk. Imagine oh. the president doesn't get to speak in your town because everyone boos him too Everyone hard. hated him so much. Uh-huh. So then... He goes to Pennsylvania, and this is where things take a bad turn because they built a platform for him to speak on, and there were hundreds of people on it, and it collapsed. Oh, no. Okay. And hundreds of people fell 20 feet down into a, a, a drain canal, killing 13. 13 <gasps> people died. Whoa. Mm-hmm. But the train couldn't wait because of logistical reasons, and Johnson made the questionable decision of going on with the train to the next <laughs> stop in Harrisburg. Oh, my God. So there's like... Uh-huh. Literal uh-huh. bodies, uh-huh. carnage, uh-huh. destruction. And he leaves. He's the president. Mm-hmm. Your leader mm-hmm. is like, well, got to go. And then goes. Train to- stops for no one. Yeah. <laughs> and then goes to try to give another speech. Oh my God. What a piece yeah. of shit. So. That didn't go well at all. People hated it. Like, of course. And he said tons of racist stuff. They would. He would apparently do. He would say things like, oh, "You want to fight?" You know, he would try to fight people. A lot of cartoons of him show his hands. Let's put him up. Put, put him, him up. up. Like he and he was he was vulgar. And a lot of people accused him of being drunk during most of it. So <laughs> after that. 
he ended up going down in history as voted the top worst president we've ever had. Um, like by historians. By historians. Like just sort of universally just it's accepted, accepted that Andrew Johnson is yeah. the worst president. I mean, after all that, I don't know how you don't... Yeah, yeah, he was pretty bad. I mean, aside from all the disasters in the PR stuff he made all the jim crow laws all that yeah. all the reason reconstruction went so badly and we're still dealing with racial issues in america mm-hmm. is because what he did directly after the civil war we had a chance to reconstruct into something great right. and he brought us back down into the muck and we still haven't gotten out of that so that's why i would contest he might be the worst andrew on our list because yeah. because of all because the horrible of the things in America. Multi-generational mm-hmm. damage done mm-hmm. as far as like you you took us so far back or mm-hmm. pushed so far down that Yeah. Here we are a hundred and sixty something right. years later and we're still uh-huh. in the shit. And as much of a mirror of it as Trump is, I'd say Johnson was even worse, if, wow. if that's possible. Yeah, but, that's yeah. really crazy. It is. It is. So that kind of wraps up our list of uh, ridiculous, horrible Andrews in Andrews power. Andrews in power. It's a weird phenomenon that so many people would be named Andrew and be in power and be such dicks. Yeah, by the way, did you know that the name Andrew comes from Greek origins Mm-mm. and its meaning is manly, courageous, and brave. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, there you go. That's your little trivia for the day. Well, as a disclaimer, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings if you're named Andrew. I don't think it has anything to do with anything. I think it's just a weird coincidence we noticed. <laughs> yeah, also, these are Andrews in power. Yeah, you have to have a lot of power. So if you're just like a regular Andrew... Yeah, I imagine it's all right. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Or if you know a regular Andrew, there are I'm two, sure that person's fine as well. There are two other famous people that I could think of named Andrew, but I don't know that much about either of them. Andrew Carnegie and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, wasn't one of them like the Cats guy? Yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber was the dude from Cats or that made Cats. Yes, and that's fine, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. We don't really know enough about them. And I know Carnegie Hall, I know is a thing, but I don't know anything about that guy. Yeah, but we could be wrong. They might yeah, be terrible. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> terrible people. I don't know if they fit the pattern or they not. They had power, so it's it's likely. Yeah, well, from the pattern, yeah. yeah. The algorithm would tell us they it's would just, be, but I don't it's know. It's not the name by itself. <laughs> it's the name plus power. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's an algorithm. Yeah. And we all know those dictate everything in modern society, so the algorithm says they might be dicks. Who knows? <laughs> And that does it for this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. If you like what you heard, you can always find more episodes on our website. Carolinasnowflakes.com If you want to talk to people on Facebook about Andrews that have been dicks to you in the past, (laughs) or maybe your name is Andrew and you're a nice guy. And And you're you're like, hey, wait a minute. You want to defend your honor. We have a place on Facebook where we can do that. Facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And if I really just, this whole one really hurt you because your name is Andrew, I'm sorry. Then you can send me an email and maybe I'll apologize. Carolina Snowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.